Install all the things. Well, good morning, afternoon, or evening. You may delete as appropriate. My name is Chad Lamon here, and I am your host here for this 51st episode of Ministry Bits. And we are happy to be here with you and um, really, really honored by your presence. I, I don't say that figuratively. I say that uh, really genuinely because uh, we love for you to listen. We love your comments and questions. We had a 50th episode. We had comments and questions from all over, uh, from different types of ministers and different types of all walks of life last episode. And it was very, very, very cool. And uh, I was happy to do that for you guys. And uh, today we're going to talk a lot about um, new Apple things. So if you're a Android guy and a PC guy and and this may not be the episode for you. Um, we're going to strictly talk about Mac and uh, iOS today. And uh, I'm actually recording on GarageBand on the new uh, Mac OS Sierra. And uh, so very, very good. We're going to be talking about that a little bit later. I'm going to be talking about a little bit about uh, the, the Apple Watch, the new Apple Watches uh, that have come out. And uh, Watch OS 3, which is a, it's almost like having a whole new watch. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. And then we'll talk a little bit about um, the iPhones, uh, the new iPhones, the new hardware that came out uh, that was announced uh, this past week, or that, that actually announced a few weeks ago, and then um, they came out. And I wanted to make sure the reason why there's such a big gap between this episode and the last is because stuff just kept coming out. I wanted to make sure to try it out uh, and talk to you about it. A lot of people have asked uh, what's your opinion on this? What's your opinion on on Sierra? What's your opinion on OS ten or uh, iOS ten and all these other different things? So I was more than happy to try those things out, and and you'll know that some of those things I had betas and some of them I didn't, and I'll talk about those here in just a little bit. But I do want to talk about first about the iPhones, uh, the the iPhone seven and seven plus that came out, and um, let me tell you something about the new iPhones. The new iPhones are just um, they're they're pretty pretty amazing. Um, the 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 camera in them alone is worth buying it, especially if you have little kids. Um, it, it's just incredible. Um, they have uh, the same kind of design. The two a couple of things that I have not liked about um, the iPhone six six S era phones is the design. Never was really fond of the curved glass and edges and things like that. And while it looks really really fantastic. Uh, it's not actually good to hold. I actually found that the iPhone 5 and SE design, although a little bit smaller, um, was really, really great to grip. I'm actually really debating on whether or not I want to get an SE right now or jump and just get a, a 7, a regular size 7. The The plus is great for the new camera, for the dual camera system that they have in there. But I just can't see uh, me carrying around a phone that large. Uh, I thought I would love it. I initially had an iPhone 6 Plus when it first came out because I was really thinking that I wanted a large phone, but it turns out that I don't. Uh, if you have an iPad, then you may not need a large phone. In fact, I think the smaller phone is actually really, really, really great. So uh, the other thing that came out with those, and we'll talk about them here in a little bit, is the AirPods. And I want to I want to talk about those as well. I'm actually most excited about the AirPods than, than pretty much anything. <laughs> and that's, that's weird, but I'm going to talk about that as well. So, you know, about the iPhones, I wanted to make sure that I got a look at them before I, I talk to you guys about them. Um, at this point, I'm in the middle of an upgrade cycle since I changed jobs. Uh, I have had my uh, iPhone 6 for about a year uh, and a half. 
and uh, just and I'm right in the middle of an upgrade cycle. I've got to wait six more months. And so um, I've either got to buy one with cash or I've got to buy a, another phone or something like that. So uh, I'm not going to be able to get one necessarily uh, very soon, which is fine. Uh, I don't always have to have the most newest thing in ever, but people really do like me to, they want, they want to ask me questions about it all the time. So my opinion is that it's a, it's a phenomenal upgrade for you if you're coming from a iPhone 6 or below. Uh, if you have a 6S or a 6S Plus, uh, I would say hold off. Um, it's a great upgrade for those who have an older phone, two years or, or older. Uh, but as as far as if it's there's there's not a ton of difference. There's a lot of di- things that are that have changed. The camera um, being the biggest, uh, but at the same time, you could probably hold off and wait for the eight. Um, based upon the rumors and all what people are saying, the eight is going to be a major redesign. It's going to be the 10th anniversary of the iPhone. And so you might want to consider that because next September they will probably have an event and they will probably introduce a all new designed iPhone. And so keep that in mind, uh, especially in your budgets and um, all the other different things. Because a lot of carriers now, as you're finding out, is when you go there for to get a phone, is that you're finding out that carriers aren't doing the the two ninety nine and the one ninety the two hundred dollar and three hundred dollar phones anymore. Uh, those are carrier subsidized, and they're just not doing those anymore. Uh, they're doing these payment plans where you spend twenty, twenty five, thirty dollars a month, and you pay for the phone over the course of the thing, and it's just tacked onto your bill. And um, that's good because you can get a phone every year if you want to, but it's not good if you are on a budget and you want to be able to get that subsidized phone. So they're just not offering those anymore. So if you're surprised when you go to Verizon and they're just not doing those things anymore, they just can't offer you those great prices anymore for two hundred and three hundred dollar phones. So it's kind of a letdown, but at the same time, if you buy your phone outright, which is if you have the budget for that to do every two years or possibly three years, I would do that. Uh, Buy it outright, get insurance on it, and uh, you will own the phone. And that way, if a new phone comes along, you won't be locked into a contract. You can actually move uh, carriers if you want to and keep the same phone if you'd like to do that. gives you a lot of flexibility when you actually own your phone. And so there's a lot of other things that you can, that a person in Verizon store will tell you, but if you're paying payments on a phone, it's not technically your phone. Uh, it's kind of like paying for a house payment. It's your house, ha- it's your, it's your house It's your house to do with what you want. Uh, but you can't, you, you've still got to pay on that house and you still got to pay the payments on that house. It's technically not yours. I hate to say that, but <laughs> anyway, so the, the iPhone seven, seven plus, they're really, really great. They have new colors, the, the jet black, which is the shiny black and the matte black, which I love. It's kind of a, um, just re- They call it regular black. And, um, you would think that the jet black would just be slippery, just super slippery. The six, six S are already really slippery. Uh, but as my dad would say, the the set the jet black seven from the product shots looks like it would be slipper slipperier than uh, snot on a doorknob, <laughs> and to put it to put a nice visual behind it there, and the seven in, the seven jet black actually is not so it's, a, it's actually a lot more grippier than you would imagine. Uh, for those of you who don't use a case, most of us use a case, uh, some of us don't, um, but some of us that don't like to live on the wild side, we don't use a case and uh, we like the feel of original kind of a naked phone there. And so it's really, really nice to have and not have to put a case on it. But Apple even themselves says that you're going to have these micro abrasions. You're going to have these scratches and dents and things that come on the shiny iPhone more so than any of the others, the way that it was anodized and such. 
So just keep that in mind when you're buying that. They even recommend a case. So if they're recommending a case for you on the website when you buy your phone, I would probably go with matte black or another color that you would like to do. But the camera is phenomenal, especially on the 7 Plus. Phenomenal upgrade. What I don't like about the 7 is the new redesigned home button. And I don't um, think this is a very public thing. I don't think if you've never picked one up or looked at it, you, you may not know that it's a redesigned home button. It's entirely software. It's a flat home button. It still looks the same, still feels the same, but when you push down on it, it gives you that force touch kind of thing. It makes the whole phone vibrate as if you're touching it, but it doesn't actually depress. And that's weird, but it's Apple's way of saying, hey, this is one less mechanical part, that moving part on this phone that we have to worry about. And so that's less repair for them in the future. It gives them an opportunity for the next model to put the screen all the way to the edge if they want to. Uh, they, it gives them an opportunity to do a lot of different things when they don't have a moving part right there in the phone. So basically the only moving parts you have now are the switches, the power switches and the volume switches. That's it. And so that's incredibly interesting. And you, everybody says you get used to it really, really quickly. Uh, I just don't know. I'm, I'm kind of an old curmudgeon, I guess, that way. But I like my depressing home button. I like pushing it down. And some people have said it takes getting used to a little bit more than they would thought. But, hey, that's your call. So go look at the. If you're going to get one, go look at one before you order one. Uh, go look at one before you go pick one up. Uh, right now, I don't think they have any available except to just look at. So you're you're not even if you haven't ordered if you didn't order on the first day, you're probably not going to get one until uh, later in October. And so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see uh, how people respond once they get these phones out in the wild. And oh, by the way, uh, Apple did do a little thing that they call removing the headphone jack, and uh, that caused a quite a bit of stir even before they announced the product. But it seems like now people are not making such a big stir about it because a lot of people have moved to wireless uh, Bluetooth earbuds. And while some of those are a pain to kind of deal with and, and sync up and different things like that, Apple actually introduced AirPods. And this is the one, this is kind of what I'm most excited to talk to you about today. These AirPods are, they look awesome. Um, it's exactly what I want. I've I'm sitting here looking at my, my little Bluetooth headset that I have, and it's not even a headset. It's like a little earbud. It's called the Motorola Hint. And uh, it was um, pretty incredible that I got it. I got it directly from Motorola and it was not cheap. It was about a hundred bucks. And uh, it's just a little earbud that fits into one of your ears and it turns on automatically and it lets you to listen to audio uh, through this earbud. There's no wires. There's no nothing. It's got its own little charging cradle. It's actually a really nice little thing, especially for listening to podcasts. It sounds terrible for music. But listening to podcasts in one ear, it's actually really, really nice. And from what I've seen with these earbuds is that there's no wire in between them. It looks like somebody just snipped the wires off the ends of regular earbuds. But the call quality, everybody says, is really, really great talking on the phone. You can use one or both at a time. They have a little neat little uh, carrying case that, ha that looks like a thing of dental floss. It's kind of so small. And so it's a very, very small thing. It gives you, that charges the batteries for you as well. It connects via lightning and charges the battery in the case that charges then the individual earbuds. They don't have a wire, like I said. So you've got no wire in between uh, the earbuds. Really, they look really, really nice. I cannot wait to get my hands on them. Uh, I already have my $160 set aside for it. And uh, this is something that I've personally been looking forward to because I actually find the EarPods uh, really, really nice. They fit in nicely into my ears, and you you might not be able to stand them. 
And if you can't stand the regular ear pods, then you might not want to uh, even worry about these AirPods. Uh, but you might say, $160? Are you crazy? Well, yeah, it's a little bit, a uh, little bit tad on the expensive side. But if you compare that to every other wireless headphone on the market, it's actually very competitive. And so the people are saying, oh, they're so expensive. Well, you know what? All the other ones are expensive too. So don't act like, you know, Apple is like in the minority with this. And so uh, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to trying out some AirPods. Hopefully they'll have some in the store to try out. And uh, I'm going to go take a look at those in late October. And uh, speaking of which, we're recording this episode. I'm recording this episode on the last week of September. I'm going to be heading to the M2Y conference. And uh, this is kind of a mid kind of show break here. But uh, if you haven't heard of the M2Y conference, it's the Ministering to Youth Conference. We're going to be having it in Pigeon Forge this year, and it is not too late to register. By the time this podcast posts, we'll be going, uh, it'll be one or two days away at this point. And I had somebody just register this morning. I'm the tech guy for them. I run the website and the uh, all the different technical aspects that's going to be happening at the conference. I'm going to be running that for them. So make sure that you check that out. That's the M2Y conference, m2yconference.com m number two y conference.com and you can look at that check out the awesome awesome group of speakers that we have we have something like 34 different guys coming to speak to us and talk to us in different classes there's going to be a ton of different things ready for that we have a podcast now which uh, i was able to get ready last week and so we're going to be publishing some audio on that and make sure you go subscribe to that. So that's M2, number two, Y podcast, or excuse me, Y, M2YConference.com. I'll get it right sooner or later. But you should check that out. So going back, we just talked about the iPhones and the AirPods that came with them. Uh, they include um, lightning earbuds in case you don't, they, the lightning earbuds connect via the lightning port. They got rid of the headphone jack, um, but I think I'm not hearing a ton of people griping about that. Uh, they've sold millions of these phones already, and uh, a lot of people just don't seem to have a big problem with it. Uh, if you've got a nice, big, expensive set of headphones, then you might have a, an issue with it. But they include the $9 dongle in the box with it. So it, kudos to Apple for including that. If you have some expensive headphones that you love to use, uh, like noise canceling or something like that on a plane, you're still going to be able to use those, although you're not going to be able to charge your phone at the same time, which I think is going to be it's going to be the bigger issue for Apple here going on out. So don't want to harp on that. A lot of people have talked about that, but we'll just go ahead and move on. So I want to go ahead and move on. I want to move on to iOS 10. Uh, iOS 10 uh, is uh, an upgrade that came out um, a couple of uh, a couple of days ago officially. And I can talk at length about iOS 10, but I'll just kind of give you my general overview. I have um, been on the beta of iOS 10 on uh, one of my iPads for quite some time, my daily my daily iPad here. And uh, man, it is a, just a really nice improvement. Uh, it's not nearly as a huge improvement or a change as uh, Iowa going from like 8 to 9 or even 7 to 8 was. Uh, but you've got the same kind of interface, the same kind of stuff, but everything is snappier. Uh, apps open and close faster. There's, there's better battery management. Uh, there's better... Um, Siri integration with different things that you'll find. Uh, there's better uh, features as far as 3D touch and stuff on the new phones, the 6S and above. Uh, it's just a really, really nice refinement. Uh, and if you have been running that for any amount of time, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think about iOS 10. But for me, it just uh, really, really, um, really, really screams incremental improvement. And what I mean by that is that Apple 
opted to just do the incremental upgrades here, the evolution, not the revolution. And uh, it's really, really great to see them concentrating on getting things just right before they change and, and do a whole lot of feature uh, updates and different things like that. That being said, um, they did do a lot of work to messages. Uh, if you have messages, you'll notice that there's a lot that has changed inside the messages app. And if you live inside the messages app like I do, communicating with the various different teams that I work with on different things, uh, this is a welcome change because it's really, really nice to have that those changes in there. It's a little bit speedier. There's a lot of apps. They introduce stickers that you can just stick on stuff. Some of you will never use any of these things, but I'm telling you, um, if you get into them, they're kind of fun. Uh, and if everybody is updated on iOS 10 that you're talking to, uh, you can do send things with lasers. You can. I was talking to my sister about some football games this weekend that we were both watching in, in different states here, and she was just sending ones with that with the, the messages can animate and come in and poof in and all those other different things. And some of you might think that's completely unnecessary, but you know what? It's a, it's a fun, it, it is the messages app becoming more and more like Snapchat or uh, any of those other funny messaging services. But at the same time, if you don't want to use any of that stuff, you don't have to. Uh, what I find is that is really helpful is that some of the apps like ESPN and drafts and the weather channel, uh, they let you have apps within the Messages app there, and you can share uh, game scores. Uh, you can share uh, GIFs and video through the Images thing. You can share uh, weather updates. You can share all sorts of different things through the Messages app now, and it's actually really, really nice. So if you haven't updated to iOS 10 yet, it's a fairly um, harmless upgrade, I think. Uh, haven't heard of any major problems in it. Um, kind of one word of advice for you. Uh, never ever update on the first day. It's so tempting to do that. Oh, I got to rush. I got to get the new stuff. I got to get the new stuff. Well, just don't do that. Um, in fact, I just updated to Sierra uh, two days ago. So I've been using it for about two days now. And um, I didn't update on the first day because um, you never can tell what those bugs are going to have to work out and different things like that. Um, some of the iOS devices were, were rendered inoperable. They were rendered bricked or whatever because of the first day that something was something with the operation system signing or something like that. So you always want to let people work those bugs out. And if Apple has to reuse you an update or something like that, it's always really, really hectic and really, really hard on the servers and high traffic when you're looking at the first day that a major iOS device comes out. So they've got, you know, Apple's got close to 1 billion iOS devices out there. Uh, and so there's going to be a lot of people uh, chewing down those servers, and you just need to make sure that you steer clear of that traffic jam before you even try to get involved in it. Uh, on that note, as we kind of transition into talking about Sierra for the last few minutes of the show here, um, I would never, ever, never, ever, never, ever recommend running a beta operating system on your computer, on your main computer. Um, I have one 13-inch MacBook Pro that's about a year and a half old now, and it can run anything that you throw at it. It can export video. It can do anything. But I would never, ever run a beta of a software on that. I would wait until the final version came out, the public version came out. Uh, even though you can go to the beta program and get a beta of it and put it on your computer, I would never, ever do that. Now, the reason why I would never do that is because I have a lot of programs that depend on me try, being able to run them, uh, like Photoshop and InDesign. Uh, was working on the OneWord project. If you haven't checked out the OneWord project, check that out, OneWordStudy.com. Uh, one 
that was a book that Dale Jenkins and David Shannon, Andrew Phillips, and Phil Jenkins and I worked on. And uh, I relied entirely on InDesign to design those two books. Those 500 plus pages, I designed every single one of them. And there's no way I would have updated to the beta software in the middle of that. Uh, If you've got a major project that you're working on, if you've got a major uh, thing that you, a program that you depend on every single day, and if you can't use that program, then things do not get done. Uh, Do not ever consider running a beta. Uh, it's always safer to just wait until the finished version comes out. That's what I did. And let me tell you, the finished version of Sierra is nice. It's very nice and polished. It's a lot like iOS 10 in the respect that there's not a revolutionary change, but it's just nice. It's, it seems a little bit snappier, a little bit quicker. The update process on my uh, MacBook Pro took almost probably less than 20 minutes from start to finish, from me clicking install and downloading it to Uh, It actually finishing all the install and everything. Everything has been fine for the last two or three days. Everything has run swimmingly. Everything has just um, uh, opened quicker. Uh, It's just, it's really, really nice on my machine. I really, really like it. And so that being said, what some of the the biggest new feature in Sierra is um, Siri integration. And um, it's really, really great to have Siri because you can ask it all sorts of different questions about files and about what did I work on last week or what was I working on last Monday? What kind of documents was I doing this with or that with and apps that choose to involve Siri uh, in their API and to, to make sure that they, you can use Siri with those apps or it's going to become a, a powerful feature, I think. And so it's really nice to just be able to say, you know, the, the, I'm not going to say it because I'll set off everything here in my office, but the uh, Ahoy telephone kind of thing, you say that, and it just responds, and you can talk to it almost like a, a virtual assistant. It's really, really fantastic. Um, some of the improvements to iWork um, apps and stuff like that is really, really welcome. I just, uh, yeah, I think it's a really, really good upgrade. Everything looks a little bit more polished uh, and in sync and in tune. All of my apps have worked properly uh, on it, so there's been no problems with any of that. Um, if you do have an app that you rely on, that especially if it's an older app that hasn't been updated in a while, you might want to check and see if the compatibility, you might want to just do a search on Google to see if there's been any compatibility issues with the new operating system. Because some of those legacy apps that have not been updated in three, four, five years, they might uh, stop working on you and break if you don't watch it. So, But I use the Adobe Suite. They've been updated um, for, the ne- for the newest version of the operating system, especially since the beta has been out since uh, July. And so I, I chose not to run the beta because of obvious reasons. Uh, and you should also probably choose not to run the beta. But the, the public release, uh, the, the public release looks really good. Mac OS Sierra looks really, really great. It's free. You can get it on the app store as a free download if your computer can handle it. If your computer can't handle it, if you've got a little older computer, then it'll tell you. It'll say it's not uh, recommended for this machine or it just won't let you install it. It won't let you download it. Uh, I would recommend doing a backup. Uh, before any kind of OS upgrade. Uh, In fact, that being said, let me give you my public service announcement, my kind of monthly public service announcement on backups. If you have a computer, you need to be doing a backup. Uh, If you have, what I do is I backup my uh, iPad and my iPhone to my computer through iTunes every week, and then I plug in my two terabyte hard drive and back that up with Time Machine every single week. Every month, I make an exact replica copy of my hard drive so that I can boot from it if I have to. If I'm working on something for a client, like if I'd have been in the middle of this one-word project and my computer crashed on me, 
I could pull up any Mac and boot from that hard drive and still uh, be up to date or relatively up to date. And so that's really, really great. I usually try to do that. I use Super Duper. Um, that's one word. It's an app called Super Duper to make an exact clone of my hard drive so that I can boot from that hard drive if I need to. Always, always, always do your backups. Always. Especially before an operating system upgrade. Uh, make sure you update your or back up your devices through iTunes. The backup through iTunes has taken, um, has really come a long way because it takes, you know, I've got a 64 gigabyte phone and 128 gigabyte iPad and, you know, within seconds, uh, probably minutes, it'll, it'll back that entire device up to my computer uh, and there are all the settings and everything on it. If you click in iTunes when it's plugged up, if you click encrypt backup, uh, that's even better because somebody can't get your backup. But on top of that, if you encrypt your backup, they remember all of your passwords. They remember all of your sensitive information stored in there, except, of course, for your Touch ID thumbprints. They don't they don't back those up. But you click that encrypt backup, and what it does is it saves you a lot of hassle if you have to move to another phone or move to another iPad. You can restore from backup, and hopefully it'll be as seamless as you want. Really, really great stuff. So highly recommend all these uh, things. Go update to Sierra if you can. Uh, update to iOS 10 for sure, um, and especially on your phones because the phones is good where the most of it is coming from, most of where the update is coming from. And uh, probably in the spring, we can look forward to a big iPad iOS 10 update. Uh, that's going to be kind of the motive from here on out, I believe, is that they're going to update the phone a lot in the fall with iOS 10, and then they're going to do like a 10.2 or 10.3 update uh, for the iPads in the spring. And... Um, a lot of people have asked me about new Macs, actually. When are the new Macs coming out? Well, we've heard October. We've heard, you know, this coming month. Uh, but then I've heard that, no, that nobody's heard anything, uh, actually, when it's actually going to happen. So it's always up to Apple just to tell us a week before when they're going to have an event, and we can assume that it's going to be for new Macs because they need new Macs. They haven't had new Macs in, in quite a while now. Uh, so anyway, thank you so much um, for tuning in to this episode. Uh, we won't have a lot of show notes. I'll just have a couple of links to the iPhone 7 and iOS 10 and uh, Mac OS Sierra. And uh, you can find those at chadl.co slash mbits slash 051. If you have any feedback or questions or anything like that, you can email me directly at chad.landman, L-A-N-D-M-A-N, at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Twitter, Chad Landman on Twitter. And you can uh, find me on Facebook as well. And... Uh, Connect with our uh, Facebook group there, uh, Ministry Bits, and we'll be posting that episode, uh, this episode here very, very soon. Thank you so much for tuning in. You guys go out. Have a blessed week. Hope to see you at the M2Y conference this weekend. <laughs>